I don't think I would have at least gotten to even know about these roles or think about these roles had it not been for for YF. Welcome to the YF Podcast Season 1 where we bring you exclusive conversations with YF alumni about their journeys of transformation and impact. The Young India Fellowship is a one-of-a-kind year-long postgraduate diploma in liberal studies at Ashoka University. Ever since its inception a decade ago, the YIF has helped young individuals explore diverse areas of study and practice, discover their passions, switch career paths meaningfully, grow further as a working professional, and create sustainable impact to solve problems at the core of our society. All of this while belonging to a global community of fellows. The third episode of this season brings together two alumni who speak about their personal journeys and how the corporate setup challenged them and led them to discover the best version of themselves. Avni Ahuja from YF class of 2013 currently works with Genpact as an assistant vice president based out of Texas and Rohan Sable from the YF class of 2016 who is currently the head of supply chain management for the East African region at CIPLA QCIL based out of Uganda. They will be in conversation with our host Dr. Pramath Rad Sinha, founding dean of the YIF founder and trustee at Ashoka University. Hi, great to see you both. Hi, Pramad. It's a pleasure to be here. Ron, you're looking different. Uh, I always remember you with a little goatee. What happened? You you cleaned up for this? Yeah, desperate times for desperate things. <laughs> Avni, where are you? Which part of the world? Pramad, I'm in Dallas right now, Texas. Okay. Right in the throes of an election, I guess. Right in the throes of an election. Uh, November is interesting. Debates have been super interesting. So yeah, good place to be. And Rohan, where are you? Uh, I am currently in Nasik. I am moving there next month. Uh, I'm going to be in Kampala, Uganda. Okay, wow. Abni, you've been in the US and Texas for some time now. Yeah, Pramad, it's been, it's been three years actually in the US. Seven years since the fellowship actually. Did you ever, I guess you imagined you must, you could be working in a corporate abroad, no? You were always in business. I was in business only for some time. Yes, I did imagine myself to be in the corporate sector, but never, never a place like say, for instance, San Antonio, Texas of all places. I I didn't even know about the city and I landed up there. So, so yeah, it's been quite a, quite an interesting journey. And Rohan, you have actually been to Uganda already, right? You worked there already for some time. Now you're just going back there. Yeah, I, I actually did a small project there and that's how I'm actually moving there. So what I'd like to start by is asking both of you exactly where are you in your uh, corporate journey so right now? So Avni, can you tell us what is it that you do right now and uh, what does the role entail? Sure, absolutely, Pramad. So uh, I am currently working at Genpact uh, as Assistant Vice President and uh, uh, I manage client relationships for uh, the high-tech vertical. I'm currently based in Dallas, Texas, but I'm going to be moving soon to Singapore. We've traditionally not had a lot of Salesforce and business development activity in that region. So uh, I'm going to be moving as a part of my role to uh, be in Singapore for Genpact. A lot of tech clients need problem solving in terms of keeping the internet safe. Trust and safety is a big, big buzz in the tech world. 
and the services which uh, our team provides is essentially around trust and safety so are you going to be uh, sort of leading the charge of genpact in southeast asia from singapore this is like a elevation promotion of some sort i'm definitely definitely uh, charged with the possibilities definitely a regional had pramath uh, because we've never had uh, someone with that lens in that region all the activity has always been in the in the us uk australia etc so definitely from that perspective i think i'm going to be the first on the ground uh, for genpack which is which is super exciting really that's fantastic and congratulations and I, i'm not trying to flatter you or embarrass you with that but only to illustrate to some of our viewers i should say or some of our alums and current uh, fellows that you know literally within 6 7 years you can aspire to a role like that because i think rohan uh, will also talk about his role and both of you have kind of made pretty substantial progress in your corporate journeys if i can say that given my own corporate experience so rohan can you talk a little bit about your uh, where what i what where are you right now in terms of the journey here officially i am the head of supply chain at sipla uh, qcil uganda this is a smaller subsidiary of sipla with a pnl of approximately 55 million us dollars uh, as part of the supply chain function i have Uh, procurement um, logistics planning and internal planning reporting into me no i think you should impress us with uh, what supply chain is because that's pretty crucial in a pharma business right uh, you are procuring all the raw materials and you are know that the last the little tablet gets to the last patient right east africa has been a region which uh, did not historically get uh, enough access of uh, life saving medicines and with that motive i think sipla qcil was started and as part of this the supply chain is essentially entrusted with the responsibility of delivering patients their drugs on the, uh, on the right time so i think that is what our goal is uh, right from procuring materials from the suppliers to getting it to our plants ensuring that it is produced on time it gets shipped out and reaches the end customer i think that is where we come in the supply chain team at large and uh, i think it is very inspiring to be part of an organization that that lets you do this i'm excited for you a little i know i i'm an a very i'm a i'm an operations uh, hound myself so i feel that you know if you can manage operations of getting drugs manufactured and distributed in east africa then you can do it anywhere in the world abney i'd like to go back to your journey to the yf in fact your journey i remember was very unusual Uh, so talk to us about uh, how you got to the wire sure so pramath essentially you know i i am a biotechnology graduate and then went on to do my mba in finance and marketing from fms delhi so stop right there i think you were the you were one of the first people who already had an mba before you came to wire in fact yeah. it was the big yeah. subject of discussion exactly. in the interview yeah why would you want to do a <laughs> young india fellowship after you've got a fancy job after an mba and making good money and so on but sorry go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you no 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 absolutely pramath i think it it's it sort of i heard that quite a bit but i was working with deutsche bank in mna advice research i spent some time in hong kong spent some time in mumbai doing you know investment banking and uh, realized not not too much one and a half years but realized that i just wanted to be in a space where i could just imagine more possibilities and the yf program just just came about my my father actually told me about it i didn't even know about the program and was just 
you know, moved by the sheer array of what you could study and the kind of professors which were there in the program. So just thought that, you know, investment banking could wait potentially. So thought that I would just do the YF program and uh, turns out it probably, I count it in one of the best decisions at least, which I have taken. So yeah, that's the journey up till the YF. But talk to me more a little little bit more about the the motivation at that time. What was going on in your mind? Yeah, I think Pramat, so I, I moved from science, so I moved from biotechnology and then you move to finance marketing. It's it's commerce, right, essentially. And Did you go straight from the biotech to the MBA? Yeah, yeah. I was I was a fresher who went went to went to MBA, did finance marketing. I think there was always this feeling, and that was a persistent feeling right from you know school to college, that there was not there were not many avenues where I could have combined very interesting subjects or studied very interesting things. I remember being in this dilemma, even in, in high school, right? Where I was like, my gosh, why can't I combine biology and economics, for instance? And this dilemma of not being able to combine subjects was something which was persistent. I really thought that I, you know, the opportunity to be able to study liberal arts, something which I was never exposed to in that much in school or college was something which may not come along ever, ever, every, you know, every now and then. And I felt that it had, it had sort of an expiry. I just wanted to, you know, grab the chance. So that was really the prime motivation essentially to come to the fellowship. Rohan, talk about your journey. I graduated with a dual degree from IIT Bombay. And I think uh, I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do and I wasn't very clear and I think there was a genuine focus on education right from beginning and I think I'd seen the value that education holds and uh, there was a startup called Avanti Learning Centers um, which was doing some great work in trying to level the playing field for those who could not uh, get access to quality education. So I think I, I took the jump of choosing not a corporate career and trying to get into somewhat a development sector and work with uh, Avanti Learning Centers doing sales uh, and teaching at times. But I think uh, during that one period, one year long period working with Avanti, what I realized was that education is going to be my passion throughout my life. But I think I, uh, I, I would want to have something more. And I think the what that something more was not really very clear for me at that point. So I think I was uh, confused uh, and at that point, uh, the fellowship came across because a batchmate of mine got into the class of 2014-15 and um, he gave some really good feedback about it. So I think the way I was thinking about it was, uh, you know what, I am going through a lot of emotions in my mind as trying to figure out what is it that I want to do. So I think this one year gives me great amount of uh, scope for introspection. Uh, I've always been fascinated, even while at the IIT, I think uh, history, sociology were subjects that felt, you know, were not just electives, but something that you should engage with more. And uh, thirdly, I think I was also aspiring a career change. So I, I didn't, I realized that while development sector is something that I want to do, I would uh, want that to be my alternative career and not my primary career. So a combination of these three reasons, and getting to know the fellowship much better, taking those feedback, it felt like the perfect choice. Very different uh, paths to coming to the uh, to the fellowship, right? In your case, 
you were looking for that, but but very similar reasons, right? You kind of wanted to use that year to enrich yourself, which is why a lot of people come, but very different origins for both of you, which is fascinating because in some ways you have post the YF, you both followed kind of corporate careers, but you didn't come in there uh, thinking you were going to do that. Avni, how was the YF experience for you? Especially because you were slightly not just older in terms of, I'm not saying age, but in maturity in your sort of MBA job, very businessy background already. You already had the job that many people would aspire to from the wire. Yeah, I think uh, I think Pramad, that is something which you know, which which a lot of people around me when I was making that decision had apprehensions that you've already done an MBA. What what will the wire add now? Right, like you've had two educational degrees, and I I really feel. I really feel the YF is very foundational in that sense that through the YF, you actually, you know, you can reflect back on your previous educational experiences. So I think that one year is not just, you know, one year of traditional enrichment where it's another educational experience. It's the educational experience which you can use to potentially, I I derived more from what reflecting back on my MBA and whatever I studied there. And I derived more on, thinking about biotechnology through the exposure of, say, for instance, philosophy of science, right? You reflect on science through philosophy of science. You reflect on, you you study history and makers of modern India. You, you know, you get to reflect back on leadership dynamics, right? What you traditionally do in a B-school. So YF was exceptionally, exceptionally powerful. And I also feel that for a lot of people who come straight to the YF after undergrad, you know, it can be very foundational. But for me, there was this added layer of unlearning which was, you know, much more powerful, I would like to believe, because that that cycle of unlearning and then relearning something or thinking about it in a different manner was uh, just changed so many of my perspectives or at least put a different lens to it, which I think is, you know, that the transition is what sort of, you know, where you, where you live and derive more from, you know, where you can ex- see you were thinking something differently and you're now thinking about something in a totally different manner, right? that evolution felt very powerful. And I think fundamentally, that's what the YF experience was for me. You also, if I remember correctly, had built very strong relationships with some of your batchmates. And, and that have that has continued, right? Everybody in your batch. I, I absolutely love yeah. my batch. I think the 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 friendships which I which I have from the fellowship and the community which which my batch gives me that sense of community is just unparalleled. I think so. So Pramat, you know, I I think that's that's the second biggest thing, right? You don't often think of friendships and associations and the degree to which you come to get associated with very very inspirational different people uh, you don't really think of that as ever a traditional metric for you know thinking of educational experiences but yf was that for me absolutely in fact wasn't ashwita your roommate <laughs> yes Ash- so i tell ashwita and i tell Ash- ashwita uh, and and a lot of others that being ashwita's roommate was another it's sort of like you know another subject in the yf you get to learn so much from from her and so in, how inspirational she is and other friends including you know Shivangi who's doing a, her doctoral studies and and Purnima who thinks so passionately about design and then there are a whole bunch of folks you know uh, who are doing such amazing work in the education space so when I think of all of these uh, all of these uh, you know friends and associations I think 
and that's why you know when I said that probably one of the best decisions. I think of that. I think of I think of I think of the people and you know the privilege to be associated with such accomplished people. Ron, what was the wife like for you? Were you able to clear your confusion? Yeah, I think so. I had these three goals that I spoke of earlier. Uh, one was trying to introspect and figure out uh, what is it that I wanted to do. And I think uh, so. I think by by the nature of the courses, like the Heart of Leadership, Canvan. Uh, uh, a lot of those introspective nature of the courses uh, really helped me figure out uh, two things. One was being comfortable in your own skin and being comfort uh, comfortable in your own skill set, and realizing that you're not the smartest person always, and uh, being humble enough to accept that. Also, being curious to always learn. I think these 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 I think lessons are some things that will always stay with me. the fellowship also opened up avenues for my thirst for knowledge in the sense i got to study politics history um, economics and i think the understanding of intersectionality between these two subjects uh, or n number of subjects or whatever i think that that kind of intellectual stimulation was really beneficial personally and i think what helped that was the classroom learning wherein i think people coming from different backgrounds speaking from diverse perspectives i think that that was really wonderful and yeah on on the career change that i was looking uh, forward to i think uh, during the introspective sessions is when i realized i think the the, the main goal that i want to uh, understand is how 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 do businesses work and uh, I, i how do they work and what is it that goes into taking key decisions for large scale companies and in that sense i think i realized that i wanted to work for a company that helps me understand how do large scale companies work and how are decision made and that's how i tried to then navigate my career so that led to you uh, le- led you to a very interesting role because you had no business background till then you had actually worked in a development role and talk to us about the journey after that post the yf i realized that i i wanted a seat at the table where decisions are made and i think uh, there are these unique roles that come across which are the ea kind of roles to either the ceo or the promoter's office or something like that and i think uh, that is one of the uh, great thing about yf uh, i got a chance to be uh, in the promoter's office for a, a cement company which was jk cement and i think that one and a half year that i was there helped me understand businesses right from the basics i i did a lot of work on the expansion strategy trying to understand where we wanted to put in a new cement unit and a allied grinding unit uh i did a lot of work on trying to manage capex which was approximately 250 crore so getting comfortable with large scale numbers for the first time i think those small kind realizations uh, i went through then i worked on asset evaluation for uh, when we had to bid for a particular asset i think that that one and a half year sort of uh, was the right step for me and under, uh, in understanding the cement business large rohan uh, did you ever feel like you were constrained because you didn't have a management or a business education did the one year at the yf help you in any way during this time because from the way you are describing it seems very technical very businessy 
very financial. So one advantage that I had was because I'm a civil and a structural engineer, I think that advantage always helped me. The second bit was I think most corporates have a volatile and an uncertain environment. And I think adapting with that is what I think YF helped us. uh, Gathering consensus with when you're sitting across with diverse set of people with diverse set of thought and each very each one very passionate about his particular or his or her cause, I think gathering concessions in that setting helped in the corporate setting as well. So I think there were parts of learnings from my previous education that helped. There are parts of YF that helped. And I think the whole, uh, I think the attitude, I think, which was developed during the YF of realizing that you're not the smartest, I think that was where I think and going with the learning nature, I think was really, really beneficial. Avni, you went into a similar role. Exactly. I was actually listening to Rohan and I could just relate to so much of it. I, I went in a very similar role, uh, role, Rohan, and, you know, it was it was it was a, a EA chief of staff kind of a role to the banking and the insurance leader. And I'm just reflecting back on it. Such these these roles are so uh interesting, give such a wide canvas and don't often always come to these schools traditionally. They don't, you know, they fall through the cracks, I think, in a traditional placement process. I think, I don't think I would have at least gotten to even know about these roles or think about these roles had it not been for uh, for YF. But but truly conquer, right? The canvas in which, the canvas across which you get to see all functions and how fun- different functions of a business really, really connect. And then just the just the exposure, right? Like I, I feel that at, as an entrant to Genpack back in 2013, I was I was getting to sit in forums and meetings, which you know uh, I, I I hadn't at least dreamed of. Like I I had the you know uh, support where I was sitting in like board meetings and CFO meetings and you know all of those which are just just so fantastic because they they open your mind. Like one hour of that is I think equivalent to a traditional course in a B school, right? Because just of the con because of the conversations which are going. And I think so that role is really powerful. I couldn't agree more with Rohan actually. And uh I think there was some drama before you accepted that role, right? Because you had to settle for something that people may have thought was less than what you came in with at the YF. <laughs> yeah, I mean investment banking and um, investment banking is very different from art. It it just it just pays a lot of it's very lucrative uh, and i don't think traditional traditionally other sectors can can match up that so it was definitely definitely a disparity for sure in 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 retrospect do you think you made the right call for sure absolutely i've been i've been i've been with this organization for 7 years the kind of opportunities i've gotten and just like i said right just the degrees of freedom to imagine what do you want to do? You put up your hand for something and you know, you want to do this. You get that opportunity. You you get different projects thrown at you. You get different uh, geographical exposures thrown at you. You get different uh, cultural styles. I, all of this, right? I feel that traditionally investment banking at least was very, you know, you analyst, associate, you, you go at, at a very set pattern. You aim for a director or a managing director. Those are very intense roles, but I felt that there was just a little bit of lesser degree of imagining different possibilities in, in that kind of a role. So, 100%. Avni, who, 
who these days stays in a company in their 20s and 30s <laughs> and for 7 years most most youngsters these days would have been looking for greener pastures or saying oh my growth has stopped and you know i'm not learning anything i hear a lot of why fulums come to me saying that yeah <laughs> i think but it's it's all about you know are you getting new roles within the same space i think uh, i've just gotten to do a range of things which and every new role felt like it was a completely different job so for instance you know i, I started in this in this executive assistant role to the business leader got to do a whole bunch of things then then got selected for we have this internal internal leadership development program for sales which was a rotation right so i spent some time in philippines in operations i spent time in romania i spent time in doing doing different things in different parts parts of the world and uh, got got into sales which is like mind you it's like business to business sales is uh, you know in san antonio texas i had never even heard of the place it felt like a completely completely new job selling to a banking client it was a very stark difference in culturally what my who my clients were and you know who i am so i think i don't see it as 7 years i just see it as different stints and you know different jobs really no compliments to you for sticking it out and i know that you've done it because you just got amazing opportunities and they really valued you there Manisha asked a question which I might as well ask you now which says that seeing that you already had an experience of working in the corporate how has YIF helped you in getting better sharper in the corporate world I think the you know and it it touches a bit on what Rohan already mentioned actually I don't I don't think I've ever seen a more sort of um it it's a bit of a stretch but it is I think it's 80% true a YIF classroom is like sort of a microcosm of the world right you you have such diverse perspectives that that classroom experience is so electrifying and the discussions there are so electrifying there are very contentious issues which are being you know where people are very passionate and you know there are lots of different discussions and viewpoints i and that is very likely to happen in the corporate sector as well and you have to 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 talk it out or to navigate or to build consensus or even to write effectively about some of these discussions right as somehow i feel that a lot of traditional like a lot of your you know science or you know your subjects in in b school do not evoke the kind of a uh, span or spectrum of discussions will live which a liberal arts education can and i feel that that gets reflected in the corporate sector as well because you have so many different people and different teams and different dynamics and uh, that navigation of people and stakeholders and figuring out you know how to how to build consensus or how to even express you know sort of disagreement really in a very constructive manner where you're still moving forward for problem solving right towards an end goal or an end project i felt really came for, from the yf for me personally yeah i think that's very well put tarni i think that i've heard this from many people that yf alums do a great, great job of getting people aligned understanding where people different people come from dealing with intercultural and dealing with the differences which inevitably creep in and of course in then the communication of not just good stuff but also dealing with the awkward communication which is calling out the unpleasant stuff or pushing back 
and so on. So I think that's very well put. I think that's that's probably one of the things that people are carrying out into the corporate world. And it's really missing in the corporate world because people don't have that that training and that background. I hear you smiling, Rohan. So uh, you feel the same way? Yeah, Pramod, I think uh, for, for whatever reason, as, as Avni put it, I think uh, the YAF classroom is actually a microcosm of what the world out there is. And the actual scenarios and the way they play out in the classrooms are what actually happens in the corporate world. Simple things like taking feedback or giving feedback is is and the way to do it is also very crucial. And I think uh, that's where the YF came into picture. And I think Avni again stressed on the point that how to build consensus with the uh, with ensuring that your goal is met. I think that that was uh, something that the YF. Rohan, uh, why don't you uh, complete your journey post uh, Dalmia Cement? So yeah, um, I think just after a year and a half at the JK Cement, uh, I think I realized that I, I wanted uh, to do, I mean, I wanted to learn more about business. And uh, cement by its nature, at least at that time, felt extremely simple. And uh, therefore, I was looking for something more enriching. And I think uh, the CIPLA offer actually came across. That's how I started, basically. I started with working uh, for new product launches. So in case of generic pharma companies, I think new product launches play a uh, crucial role. So I was working for uh, the European market, ensuring working with a diverse set of teams, right, from manufacturing, project management, business, with three sales managers sitting out of uh, Europe and trying to ensure that the product reaches on day one for the launch. That was my first role. Uh, I then moved into the global CEO's office. And as part of his responsibilities, we had the manufacturing supply chain and uh, the R&D reporting into him. And then we had 40% of supplies total revenue, certain business segments reporting into him. So I think uh, that served as a very good un- basis for me uh, of understanding uh, healthcare at large, pharmaceuticals, and CIPLA, uh, uh, I think I understood. I, I traveled exclus- extensively across India to our manufacturing plants and under- worked with uh, the manufacturing folks to drive projects in that field. I worked with supply chain to understand supply chain 101. I think a lot of my learning came from uh, the leader, uh, that is the global CEO that was there. And uh, I, I mean, we did some interesting work in the R&D space. We did uh, ensure we worked with the business teams on ensuring our targets of sales were met and our uh, numbers were reflective of our performance and our health. I think that that was the second uh, second role. Sadly, uh, the global CEO had to quit, and I had uh, to move into a more manufacturing uh, uh, role where I did a lot of work with the then manufacturing head and. Uh, because I had a, a certain experience in supply chain, I think uh, the glo- uh, global manufacturing head asked me, there is an issue right now with the global, uh, our Uganda plant. Why don't you go and try to solve it? I think uh, that's when I went and moved to the, uh, uh, did a small project there. I think that was a great project for me. I got to learn a lot. I got to implement a lot of my learnings. And that's how I'm moving into that so I think we can move on. One habit which you would recommend for a YIF fellow who aspires to enter the corporate sector 
through an MBA? On one habit, I think it would probably be just reading as much and not worrying about whether it is like, don't, I feel don't read narrowly, read as much as you can about even, you know, different and disparate things. A lot of different things really converge, which the YF taught me really. And writing effectively. I think I, I, I see it as one continuous spectrum, right? Like the reading should not stop without the writing. So so that's that's definitely, I think, one habit, which I feel, if you ask me to pick one, yes. Rohan, will you pick one? For me, it is, uh, I think, being curious and, I mean, asking the right questions. For example, if you are in a process kind of a role, understand what the process is, what the key stage gates are, and what is the implication of each thing. I think being curious in that sense, asking the right questions, and then exploring possibilities that, for example, uh, XYZ person who is doing this on a monotonous way will not be able to think. So I think that's where you derive value. That's where you add value. Basically. Yeah, and I think in some ways, the two suggestions you have are connected, right? Yeah. Because it's the curiosity that leads you to reading read. more. And, 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 and grasp more. But I always like to say that the heart of uh, what they do, and I think it goes back to the earlier point that you were making of me, that the reading, writing, reasoning, the reading, writing, reasoning, the reading, writing, reasoning cycle, which in fact, in effect, a liberal arts education gives you, is actually what you do need in the corporate world. What most people don't realize is that they take this this cognitive uh, method uh, as something that relates only to humanities and uh, liberal arts and so on. But the truth is that it actually holds you in really, really good stead in the, in the real world in general, but in the corporate world in general, because a lot of the people who work in corporations don't get this. And it's very tough to learn this later on in life if you haven't heard had it taught to you earlier in life. Yeah, and I think, Tomat, you know, it's it's so interesting that, you know, actually that, that continuum, and I love the way you articulated it. I think as you read more and as you read different things and as you write about it, right, you sort of realize something or some discipline can seem, can seem X, Y, Z on the face of it. But using the same thing, you can explore. So, for instance, you know, I, I always feel like, we, so we had this course in YF called Art Appreciation, right? And, and we study different art movements and whatnot. And now somebody can think, you know, my like what what is the connection to corporate world or, you know, why as a finance and marketing graduate? And I've, I've often like reflected on it. A lot of these things which have stayed with me after these seven years, right? Like I think there's so much of, di- you know, every, every corporation will talk about digital disruption and technology and, you know, all of that. You want to think about disruption, talk, think through various art movements you know you you so there are just such seemingly disparate things which have at its i don't know i think they have at its very essence the same big themes that as you read more and reason more and you know read write and reason more those disparate things will always converge or you will know where seemingly similar things will you know be really disparate and i think that if you don't do that cycle well, I, I don't know how much do you spot the interconnectedness of things really. I think we will close here so that we can kind of end on time. But thank you both so much for sparing the time, joining us. I'd like to again thank everybody who joined us. Uh, thank you, Avani. Thank you, Rohan. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the YF podcast. Tune in to the next episode for another exciting conversation with two YF alumni about how the YF helped them switch their field of study and pursue doctoral research work. The Young India Fellowship grooms socially conscious leaders and change makers for the 21st century. Follow us on Instagram at Young India Fellowship to stay updated about our admissions events and engagements. You can also check out our channel on YouTube for video editions of the YF podcast.